0: Here we go. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. All right. Got to get in the headspace. All right. Welcome back to, well, well welcome, welcome back to our first episode. So this, this is our is, first uh, episode. This is our first episode. Welcome to Chin Music. This is a new baseball podcast, uncensored and unfiltered, as Unadultered. I will remain. Unadulterated. Innocent little... lost. Nobody knows what it means. Uh, so since this is our first episode, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Max Bain. Uh, I'm 22. My playing career grew up playing in Michigan, uh, currently in the Chicago Cubs farm system. Um, uh, my hometown full city called Clarkston. Nothing, nothing too major there. Just a whole lot of boring shit. Uh, And, yeah, 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 that's me.
1: All right. Uh, I am your other host, Thomas Johnston. Uh, I had a playing career similar to Max's. I grew up in Hazlitt, Michigan, played some baseball there, got an offer to Northwood University, played with Max there, and that's kind of how we met. Uh, Came in the same recruiting class and then both graduated in 2019 last year. And I did not play professional baseball, but I decided to do this instead. (laughs) So, (laughs) So we just recently, we decided that we wanted to start our own blog. And so we started Nine Pocket Baseball and then thought that we should probably throw some podcasts in there as well because it's 2020 and everyone who has a phone has a podcast and so we said that was a good idea to put ourselves on air. So here we are. Alright, Max. That's
0: all, dude. What's up? You there?
1: Yeah, no, I'm here.
0: out. Forewarning, we are uh, recording from two locations. I'm currently at a minicamp out in Phoenix, Arizona,
1: and Thomas. And uh, I am currently in my parents' basement.
0: Parents' basement, as a college graduate, should. Um, yes, they should. So, our goal here is to give you listeners a informative yet hopefully comedic approach. We're not going to go out of our way to be funny. So, if it's funny, great. If not. I'll just go fuck myself. for um, usual. We're going to cover a lot of MLB stuff, might even go over, might touch over the minor leagues a little bit more, more than other podcasts at least. And who knows, you guys might even get lucky enough for a little bit of general life talk here and there.
1: Hopefully it doesn't become that desperate. Hopefully we're not discussing life problems because we're desperate for viewership. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. And for me, I'm going to try to be uh, – you know, provided the listeners, if we even get any, um, provided the listeners are interested, I'd like to be somewhat transparent about my daily life going through the system. And I think that you know, I think that that's something people decently care about. Uh, if yeah. not, again, if, you know, if not, then fuck it. It's all right.
1: Yeah. And if anyone's interested in the, the life of a nine to logistics coordinator life. I can give you some insight on that as well. <laughs> um, the grueling ins and outs of waking up at, you know, 7.30 in the morning, rolling out of bed, coming out of your parents' basement, having a good old, <laughs> good old work day at the office. sitting. Grand in old yeah, uh, if, if that's needed, I can do that as well. So I guess uh, without delay, we'll get right into some content because
0: a kind of good episode to kind of a good time to good time to start this too so what we're planning to do today is we're going to go over kind of the off season where it's kind of gotten us to uh we're going to go over the scandal because why the fuck not um maybe some free agents to be signed and then you know past that we'll we'll leave that to mystery so go ahead let's start with some off season signings what
1: do you uh what do you want to cover first all right uh Oof, let's hit the let's hit the coal signing up real quick that was not a small event in baseball history. Let's see, we got nine years, three hundred and twenty four million with an M. Pretty sure that's more that? I'm pretty sure that's more
0: than like the pirates payroll this year, uh well, A B can... wise. So if if not, it's damn close. Um we know how great of a team they are. But go ahead, continue.
1: Okay, all right, all right. 2020 Pirates, better or worse than the Detroit Tigers? Thoughts? Who we got? Who we got? I lost you there for a second. God damn it. 2020 Pirates, better or worse than the Tigers? I mean, it's pretty close.
0: I think both teams are in a state of uh, trying to prove who's worse. Um, okay. The Pirates have shown a inept ability to –
1: Pay to anybody s- at all. Pay pay sign uh to train to scout. They are they are leading the league in incompetence.
0: Yep. By absolutely. A large um and it's it's
1: yeah, not close. Uh so but that that was the Tigers for a good amount of time, so I don't feel bad at that at all I mean
0: I mean the Tigers have worked their way into signing like big league caliber players that are gonna go out there, they're gonna put a jersey on.
1: Um, yeah, yeah that, that, they might uh, hit the ball.
0: You know, we might have a guy hit, they might have a guy hit over 15 home runs this year. So that, Cameron, so that might be yeah, nice.
1: Cameron Maven will put a jersey on and end up on the field at some point.
0: Yep. Yep. He's going to put a jersey on. And yep. uh, he, you know, third stint with the Tigers. That's kind of an underrated signing. Recent, but underrated. Um, we definitely, you know, Tigers definitely won that Miguel Cabrera trade way back when. Uh you know the ability to get Cameron Maven back about ten years past his prime. You know, chalk up, chalk up a W when you can get one. Right, uh, we're,
1: gonna, we're gonna we're gonna rank these offseason signings, Max. All right, I got yeah, absolutely. Six, I got six of them in front of me. We're gonna go through, give our thoughts, and rank them. I'm
0: gonna give you one more. How's that?
1: Does that say Dontro Willis? Dontro Willis. Nope. Not no, quite. No, that's not Dontro. All right, all right, go for so it. The big signings are Cole, Rendon, Strasburg, Baumgartner, Ryu, Castellanos, and Donaldson. Yep. What you got? for all me? Seven.
0: Rank of this upcoming year production or overall life contract?
1: Um, uh, give me give me best players top to bottom, and then give me value.
0: All right. Uh, well, in terms of the Yankees continuously pursuing another championship. I would I would say Cole is probably the best best talent on this list by far. Cool. Um, I, I, I really don't think it's close. I think anytime you have a starter that's averaging over ninety seven with this fastball, uh, especially with the offspeed stuff he has, um, he's going to be you know he's going to be successful no matter what uniform he's putting on. Uh, so I like Garrett Cole in that uh, one slot. Let's see second. I like the. I like the Josh Donaldson signing. I think that that's going to be huge for that Twins lineup. You know, He's, they're coming off win of season. And while they lost a guy like uh, – they lost – they liked the CJ Crone. They lost Johnson Scope. They needed some replacement of that power, and they're going to be able to slide Miguel snow across the infield a little bit. So I like that Donaldson signing in second
1: first, So my one-two would be Cole Donaldson. But Donaldson's still collecting AARP benefits. He's going to need a cane to run first base after a home run.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Donaldson's coming off a year where he put up – he put up absolute numbers last year. I mean, with the Braves, he was not only the clubhouse guy, but he was a guy that, you know, he was a guy that hit. Uh, I mean, he hit 259 last year. Let's see.
1: we got to hire a stats guy. That's what we need.
0: Yeah, that's what Either, that's either that's that yeah, that. As, as I work their Google machine. We so, Donaldson was a guy. He, Donaldson, Donaldson alone, while he is old, he just signed, let's see, four years, 92 million. That could end up being a. Horrible contract the end, by the end of it, given that he did just turn 34. His last major league uh, contact, contract, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he So he put up uh, six war last year, according to baseball reference. He slugged 521 last year with a 900 OPS. So yeah. to say you know, that he's going to be needing a cane by the end of the year is probably a little bit of an overstatement. Maybe by the end of the contract, sure, if he does prove to be that everyday third baseman. But he's a guy that you're going to see that's probably going to slot down into that. DH role once Nelson Cruz moves on.
1: He's old enough um, to be my dad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but he's still a guy. He's still a guy that went out last year and almost at forty. He hit forty jacks last year, so he's going to be huge asset for the middle of that Twins lineup. And he's going to go out there. You know, he's a reliable guy. Uh, since you know, despite the 2017 or 2018 year, really when he only played 52 games, um, you know, he's put up 150 plus games in. Uh, six of his seven seasons so he's he's a guy or five of the six excuse me um he's a guy that's going to be reliable for you he's not going to be all the time on the il at least not yet so uh, i think that's a huge addition for that twins in terms of trying to prove themselves as not only the central contenders but uh, you know contenders for the contenders for the world series
1: okay that's fair i like that take so
0: so let's go Cole. Cole is the number one for obvious reasons. Donaldson number two just for that twin lineup. That's just scary top to bottom.
1: See, um, I would I would disagree in a large part because I'm going to say Rendon's ahead of Donaldson there.
0: Well, we all know the Angels needed another bat, right? That's that's what they
1: needed. Well, they need a lot of everything. They need a lot of winning. They do need a little bit of winning.
0: Yep, you're not wrong about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think you can't put Donaldson above a Rendon. I don't think that's something you can do since Rendon is Rendon. He's, he's going to put up numbers regardless. He's not going to have a flash year, but he's going to have the best year in major – one of the best years in Major League Baseball. He's the MVP running just about every year, and no one talks about it. Yep. That's by, by far the most underrated player. Well, not recently because he's gotten a lot of attention because they won the World Series, but he's been largely the most underrated player in the NLP.
0: He has played – uh, he's played seven full seasons, accumulating a 27.3 war. So you're looking at just under a four war for those, those seasons. Um, granted that in 13 and 15, he played under hundred games. Uh, so, but in the last three years, he's been top, uh, top 11 in the MVP voting with 2018 being the 11th place finish. And then 17 and 19, he was, uh, sixth place and third place. Not to mention he did have an OPS over one last year, which is always a good thing. So we're
1: putting him above or below Donaldson?
0: Uh, I think you can go
1: with above. I think that's fair.
0: But I think Donaldson is yeah. definitely a solid number three. Okay, that's fair.
1: For me, I'm putting I'm putting Ryu at three because he's got a soft spot in my heart because I love Ryu. I love watching him throw. He looks like a guy that should be working at your local fast food restaurant. Absolutely. And, uh, and can shove it down your throat, and so I I've got a big soft spot for Ryu. But what he doesn't. Do
0: do? <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, my problem with my problem with the Ryu deal is that the that the Blue Jays are in a state where they're like not they're not competing for the ALS uh, ALE yeah. this year. You know they're yeah, you know the the Yankees are going to take that pretty handily, and the Rays are probably going to finish in second. That, that's kind of yeah. all we know. Uh, but as far as a third-place finish, like, if they're going for third place, you know, is not a bad
1: addition. Um, that That's a good third-place addition. You are, you are correct. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. So they got some exciting stuff going on the offensive side with, you know, Guerrero, Vigio, uh, Bichette, you know, adding adding Ryu to that roster is definitely going to make that seem more interesting, especially if they bring up a of guy course. like, um, especially if they bring up a guy like Nate Pearson this year. Um, I think that Nate Pearson's going to be a huge addition for that for that rotation, provided he does start. You know, you're looking at a guy that's going to sit 96-98 with his fastball. Uh, pretty good off-speed stuff. You know, moves pretty well on the mound. Um, he's going to be a force for that rotation eventually. I don't know about this year, but eventually he definitely will be.
1: All right. Well, is Ryu going to end the year with the Blue Jays? 20, 2020. Do you oh. That's the deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. No, that's a dumb question. No, I apologize. I, yeah, because, for, for because
0: no, you he just he's he just he's signed not gonna, a multi-year. Yeah, yeah, he no, just signed like, four well, years, eighty million. So unless the team is, is looking is gonna, for immediate control, but I don't, I don't see end, him personally. I don't see him being as contract good in with the Blue Jays. Oh, and the contract with the Blue Jays. I mean, I, that There's depends no on chips. their development. That depends on their There's development. Chips. Um. So, I mean four years, 80 million. I just don't know how effective, I think a lot, a large part of that is going to be um, how effective he is within the uh, AL. You know, this is going to be new for him. He's moving out of a market that's generally geared towards guys that are um, coming over for Japan. We saw it with Kenka Maeda. We saw it, you know, Hyunjin Ryu, uh, Yu Darvish even spent a little bit of time in LA. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how he, Forms in a market that is relatively new to bringing on guys. Um, I don't want to say defecting, but have come over from overseas. How about uh, NL to AL? Anything you got there? I mean, it's just an extra out in the lineup you got to get every time. Um, you know, I don't think it's. I think that's going to be an irrelevant point here once the new CBA is done, because I have to imagine that pitchers aren't going to hit anymore, um, which I'm praying for, please.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, as much as I love seeing Verlander with a bat out there trying to give it his best to put a ball in play, it it is better for the sport. I I understand the history and I appreciate the history, but I think we can all agree watching nine competent batters try to put a ball in play, then one struggling pitcher each time the lineup flips over, it's good for the sport.
0: I mean, I can say for myself, we were just doing, uh, actually a week ago today, we were doing a, uh, you know, a bug thing type deal and we had the, you know, machine cranked up to to ninety five and uh, yeah, it it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle, and I'm relatively getting back in, you know I'm getting back into it, but uh, my God, I think in bunting into having hitting. a bat having a bat in my hands yeah, uh, no, that's, that's scary. So it's uh it's quick it's quick I'll tell you that much. So I'm personally a proponent of that universal DH. So I think NL to AL is going to be probably a probably something that's not really relevant here in the coming years. Um yeah. but I am interested to see going from having that pitcher in the order currently <laughs> to moving right into that DH and the AL. Um I'm I am interested to see how he how he uh pitches with that. All
1: right. Uh we're gonna play a game here that revolves around three of the new rule changes or or proposed rule changes coming up. Okay. Uh we're gonna go marry one kill one fuck one. We're going Universal DH three better minimum and nets surrounding the, uh, the field of play.
0: Uh, Mary is going to be the nets surrounding the field of play. I think that that's a huge development for baseball. I think that yeah. fan safety is absolutely something that, that needs to be prioritized. Um, I, uh, you know, the, you're going to get your crowd of people that say, well, why don't you just pay attention to the game and stuff like that? But, you know, there are some times where guys gonna you, know, you know line a ball into the stands at 110 miles an hour, and there's not much you can do. So I you know I believe netting being there all the way from foul pole to foul pole. I think that that's a huge step for the game of baseball. So, Mary, netting. Um, fuck. Uh, I'll say, I'll say. You listen
1: DH three batter minimum.
0: Yeah. Um, for the purpose of the game, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fuck the three batter minimum because. I think that that's something that's going to be interesting in terms of seeing how, uh, managers kind of work their way around that, kind of coming up with that new strategy for it. They're going to fuck with it a little bit and they might, you know, they might, um, fucking duck, right? They might just, you know, move on. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a possibility. Uh, hit, it, hit it and quit it, right? You know, they might, sure. they might decide that that's a new you know, that's the way it needs to be done. Um, T- but yeah, me. for the purpose of the game, I'll kill. I'll kill the DH for tradition.
1: How's that? All okay. right. I could do that. And then uh, the lead. What about you? To... What about you? No, 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 no. What about you're, you? You're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the three better minimum because I think that's the dumbest shit you could possibly. Like, I I kind of get it. I don't think it's gonna speed the game up at all. I think that specialization is great for the MLB. Well, it's great for the for the true fan, the common fan probably doesn't give a shit about it, but that's, that's me. That's, I, I was the specialist. So that's personal to me. I don't yep. like that at all. And oh. so, uh, so I like to see the strategi- tra- strategization going on there between different guys coming in to face different batters. That's what I love. But three batter minimum, I just can't wrap my head around that being any sort of good for the sport. But, you know, what do I know? So, um,
0: so I will say, I will say for the three batter minimum, um, in favor of killing it, uh, you know, you're gonna have those. You know, the the it, Dodgers it's ta- it's, had
1: the, it's taking jobs away. It's ruining careers. Who, who
0: was who was the Dodgers lefty that literally was was it Caleb Ferguson? Is
1: that, that, that the guy that it?
0: came? No, the the Dodgers lefty that came in to face Soto every time in the
1: CF last year. Oh, uh, um, fuck! Don't put me on the spot like that. I know who that is the same guy. The, I want to say Lewis. it was Kay- I want to say it was Caleb it, Ferguson, but I feel like it I'm wasn't. Off. It wasn't. Let me pull up the, uh, the only left-handed sidearm in the entire Major League Baseball. Scott Alexander, maybe? No, it's not Scott Alexander. He's he's one of my favorites, actually. What is his name? Coming from a, a part-time Dodgers fan, this is embarrassing. Yeah, a little top, man.
0: Uh, Dylan Floro. Uh, oh, choleric Adam Kolarik. Yeah, it
1: was was Adam So they brought
0: in – so I will say in favor of killing that, um, Adam Kolarik made his living last postseason coming in to get one total out, and he was fairly good at it. Um, But – and you saw what happened to the Astros when they didn't have – they didn't have a lefty. They didn't roster one for some odd reason. I think this is something I brought up to you day one of the World Series because I was confused as shit why they didn't want to roster a single left-handed pitcher. Just throw Wade Miley out there. See what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see I see where you're coming
1: from. I'll give you that. Uh, um we're gonna we're gonna marry the netting. Uh no, we're gonna we're gonna fuck the netting. That's what we right. do. we're, we're fucking that the netting. netting as as people should, probably should do. At the at this <laughs> <same rate>. but <laughs> I I would call myself a baseball purist. Um I I like the sport fundamentally and the tradition behind it. And yeah, no, I don't I don't wanna see netting. I really don't, but it, if the sport wants to expand, that's probably what it needs to do. Sure. I, I would like to be as close to the field of play as possible when I'm at a game. I don't want to be looking through a fence. Sure. But that's, sure. that's very, that's selfish of me to think I get that. And so, so if, and,
0: that, yeah, if that's what it takes for people
1: I'll, to go to games. Yeah. I'll say that the,
0: the MLB collects a ton of revenue every year in terms of, you know, the TV rights and whatnot. Um, and, you know, other deals, sponsorships, whatnot, uh, you know, they, they have to come up, they have to find ways to eliminate reasons to not go to the park. Uh, there's so many reasons that influence people to not go, whether it be a late start time or too expensive for a beer or too expensive for parking. Um, you know, you don't want to add, am I going to be okay when I leave this game or am I going to leave in an ambulance as a sure. thought process to the, you know, to the average fan.
1: You ever see Mike Trout, like, play catch with a kid and, like, down the left field, like, down the stands on left field? Yeah, it's over. Fuck that. Yeah, you just – you can't do that anymore. There will will be no more of that. You can't – Ah, you might get – Players as easily. Sure, sure. I see that. It's an obstacle. It's good, sure. But it's going to take away some underrated important parts of the game that I feel like. But what do I know? Sure. Yeah, no, fuck me right, I guess. Um – Then that leaves us to marry the universal DH. I do like the tradition of the pitchers hitting because I think it's funny. And there's a little bit of strategy involved with uh, subbing. I do like that. And the biggest thing is that I I really like the differentiation between leagues. I like that there is a clear, distinct differentiation between rules in one league and rules in another. And that there is, like, it took some adjusting for players to go from one to another. So I think... I don't know. There wasn't much to that, but for me personally, there was something about having the different leagues have something different about them. What's cool for me.
0: Sure. Sure. I see that.
1: But having everyone uh, nine players that can hit is more entertaining than watching a pitcher struggle with a bat.
0: Uh, I think, I think it's like, you know, if you were to distinguish the uh, NFL, it's the opinion I heard recently and now I'm making it mine. So, um, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like saying that the AFC and the NFC have to play by two different sets of rules. Um, you know, saying that, you know, you only get, you don't, you don't get the roster of punter and a kicker. You just get the roster of punter. Um, Which would and be he has to kick all the feet. Yeah. It would be very interesting, but having those, having those two sets of rules, I don't know. I don't think it's something you see in any other sport, but baseball no, uh, and, and whether like that. that's whether that's something that you like because it's unique. um, or if you're like, well, why aren't we the same as every other league? So I, I, I don't know. It's it's up to the average, uh, up to the average fan.
1: Yeah, I can I see both sides. For me, when it comes to changing the game of baseball, it's all about expanding the game. That's yeah. all these rule changes should be doing. We should be trying to engage more of the audience, make it more exciting. Sure. Should, for for the most part, it's shortening the game because that's no one wants to watch a baseball game if they don't like baseball. Yeah. I- but how much are you
0: going to be able to shorten the game? You know, I it, don't know. what's I the don't difference know. between what's the difference between an average game time of three hours and one minute and two hours and 55 minutes? Like you're not you're not going to, you know, you're not losing fans over six fucking minutes. Personally, that's how I see it. Like you're not being yeah, but, able to, you know, you're TV time because we're having shorter games. You're still reserving a three hour block.
1: You don't know what small changes can do. You can you can expand so much on seeing trends with small changes and expanding those into large changes that could eventually evolve the game to something positive. Who knows? I, sure. I don't. Know. I haven't seen the data. I don't understand. See, the the pitch clock really has been obsolete so far. Uh, I think that's just a emphasis around the league that people just uh, uh, like obliged by. But the the pitch sure. clock itself really hasn't been a factor at all, which I like.
0: Yeah. Yep,
1: but let's uh, let's not get sidetracked again here because we're still on uh, we're still on these these uh, free agent signings.
0: Fuck. Well, for our yeah. listeners out there, it is our first time, so we're we're doing our best. So, so far, what we have, um, if we agree correctly, hey, we have Cole. Let's, uh,
1: let's act Cole like Redone. What's up? Let's act like we've been here. True. True. Nope, we're not
0: gonna act like we've done this before because we haven't. So we're just gonna you know fans are learning with us. Um we got Cole Rendon coming in that two slot, three slot going to be Josh Donaldson and that four slot is going to be Hyun Ryu.
1: So like we're left with though. we're okay. left
0: with Strasburg, Bumgarner and Castellanos.
1: People are going to hate that we're putting Strasburg so low, but I think Strasburg is overrated. Relatively overrated. Really? He was, uh, he was underrated and now he's overrated. Tell me more. I, I, I'm going to go against Trent. So he had that out. Like he was drafted. Everyone said, this is the greatest pitcher to ever be on the face of the planet. He's the next coming of Jesus Christ himself. But in baseball form, I was like, okay, great, awesome. Can't wait for it. And so he goes to the minors in less time than it takes for me to go upstairs and take a shit in my parents' bathroom.
0: And then he
1: comes out and he has the most electric debut in Major League Baseball history. Everyone goes, okay, this is the Michael Jordan of baseball. He's going to, sure. He's going to be kissing babies and, and shaking hands and, and just winning MVPs year after year. And then he got hurt because he throws like a dumbass, which I could have told the Nationals organization that he was going to blow out both UCLs, throw them like a fucking dumbass. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and then he became obsolete because he was hurt and never threw. And then more stars came up and he was just forgotten because he was having good years. I don't have exact stats for him, but he was having good years and no one was talking about him because there were other slightly better pitchers that had bigger names at the times. And so he just kind of fell by the wayside at that point. And so he's been constantly putting up decent numbers and then finally gets a chance to shine on a big stage last year and threw amazing, threw outstanding in in the postseason there, was probably the reason that they won the World Series. And uh, I was in the living room arguing to my friends that Patrick Corbin was the number two on that team, and they were trying to argue that Strasburg was the ace over both uh, Scherzer and Corbin. And I said that, that's just not – that's not how it went. Right. Okay. So because of – he had an incredible postseason, and you can understand that he's probably going to be a good postseason pitcher for the rest of his well, – maybe not the rest of his career. Absolutely. But he's a good clutch, he's a good clutch time hitter. He, he shows up in big moments. But I wouldn't say he's – I'm not going to count him a top 20 player in baseball right now. I, I can't go there yet. So,
0: top 20 player? No, probably not. I'll give him a top 10 pitcher, though. I'll I mean, give him a top put, 10 pitcher you, in baseball right now. Or a, a, top, 10 put starter. On, a top 10 starter for sure. Uh, sure, sure. Something that MLB Network missed, by the way. Um, ML- fuck the Shredder. Uh, they, put,
1: they put him down as number 20, I think. On, the, on yeah, the, that, top that's,
0: yeah, that's not – I mean, they didn't that's even just,
1: include him in the top
0: ten pitchers in the in the league right now. So no, that's, that's just recency bias is all that is. Um, so for Strasburg's career, he has a three one seven ERA, um, through his ten years in the league, three one seven ERA. He is the owner of a FIP, which is unbelievable. Like that's yeah. that's a that's a pretty damn good, pretty damn for, good
1: fifth. For um, for those new to the game, new to analytics, you kind of explain Fip a little bit. Yeah, so FIP is fielding independent pitching.
0: So what, what, what FIP measures is your results without stuff that you can't control or based on what a projection system would, would, would say. Um, they take a certain algorithm, throw it together and it spits out a number that believes should be your ERA, uh, provided that stuff out of your control doesn't go poorly. So what, uh, you know, if your FIP is lower than your ERA, that suggests that maybe you're not catching all the breaks, but if your FIP is higher than your ERA, um, uh, it's going to suggest that maybe you're catching a lot of breaks, and your ERA isn't a good indicator of how well you're actually pitching.
1: Basically, determines how lucky you are on the mound. Your, your luck while you have the ball on the mound.
0: Sure. Yep. So, uh, so along with his, his fifth, that is, you know, a whole two tenths lower than his ERA, uh, which is fairly impressive. Um, mm-hmm. He has a career strikeout per nine of 10.6. So he's been. He's been steadily consistent. He's only had two years where he's been below 10 and they were nine flat and 9.4. And those were 11, 13.
1: Those are great numbers. Uh,
0: yeah. Yep. Um, he's only, you know, he's been over 200 strikeouts three times, including this year where he got us all the way to two fifty one, uh, which is something that I consider a win. And he was almost five to one in terms of strikeouts to walk this past year at 251 to 56 walks. So that's a fairly good ratio. Um, it's something I'm definitely impressed with. Was he worthy of getting the projected contract that Garrett Cole was supposed to get in that Oof. seven years, 245? Probably not. Um, which he nice. did set the market for Garrett Cole, which was kind of cool, uh, at our first $300 million picture. Um, and we're going to see how that plays out. So Strasburg right now is 31 years old. So he's going to be 38 when that contract up. Um, or he might even be 39, depending on when his birthday falls. Um, so, you know, I'm interested to see how that works out in terms of value at the end. Depends on how they structure the payment, but uh, I think that that's a contract that we might look back at the end and be like, "Well, why the hell did they ever do that?" Um, but the Nationals, the Nationals have shown that they have cared for Strasburg enough to shut them down way back when in that postseason run back in 2012, um, and it worked out. It worked out through 2019. So they've shown the they've shown the ability to handle Strasburg the way that they want to. Um, so we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how that ends up playing out. I just think that's a contract that we can look back on, uh, wondering what the thought process was behind it. Um, okay. So we've covered some of the, uh, covered some of the offseason signings. Now we're going to move on to the current, uh, scandal in baseball. We got to touch on it. It's been playing out in front of us. Um we gotta cover the Astros. We gotta cover the Astros. So within the last day or two, we've had the Correa interview with Ken Rosenthal, which props Ken Rosenthal did an amazing job. Um we've had Rob Manfred's interview with um ESPN. That that went really, really well. Um let's see. Uh, we got to go over the player apologies. Obviously, uh, El Tuve and Bregman being so generous to donate us a half a minute of their time. Um, and then, you know, let's go over what, what we would do, provided that we're in Bob for shoes. So I'll, I'll let you start considering that you've seen the interviews.
1: Um, I don't know. I see some pretty hot takes recently. And these hot takes were by... Twitter people who don't know anything about baseball, and so I don't know what to I don't know, I don't view them very seriously. What do, you, what do you think about the people that think they should all be banned because Pete Rose was banned for something far less than that?
0: You're gonna have to repeat that question. I got about half of it. Oh Jesus Christ!
1: people yeah. people are saying that they should all be banned, and they specifically point to Pete Rose's instance where he was banned for gambling. Well, what I don't mean?
0: On it, and Pete Rose was banned for gambling on his own team to win
1: it yeah, wasn't right. like
0: he was throwing games. Um, so to answer that question, let's let's put Pete Rose back in. That yeah. that is absolutely something that needs to happen. Buster's um, cool. gonna you know if, to not punish players in this in this scenario uh, when it's you know there was evidence found of people you know specific players using it.
1: Well, um, what do you think about this take? Where baseball historically is a game where you police the, the game polices itself. That's been evident throughout time. I mean, you act like a shithead, you get hit in the face. That's how that that works. So, like, why – what's the point of not – like, what if they don't hand down many punishments, sure, fire the manager, and let everyone just beat up on the Astros throughout the season?
0: But, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Rob Manfred already came out and said that he's not going to allow – you know, he's not going to tolerate teams retaliating against the Astros, which is complete bullshit. Like, if you're not going to – if you're not going to – punish the players themselves. You can't expect everybody else to just be kind of cool with it. Um, yeah. You know, th- this, this, this scandal has affected, you know, so many careers, he, you know, the one that's made press recently is Mike Bolsinger, but there's been so many guys that, you know, that have lost jobs or, um, you know, perhaps even been in the Astro system and been blocked from getting to that big league level uh, because of the success that these guys have had. So to expect the league to not, or to, to, to expect the players in the league to not retaliate the slightest bit, I think is absolutely unrealistic, and it's probably not something that we're going to see this year. Um, you know, I just think I just think the whole thing has been handled handled like like shit, frankly. Very true. Um, and there and there's going to need to be some sort of, uh, you know, it, it's hard for Manfred to come out and hand down more punishments because he can't go back on what he said. Uh, but there, I mean, leagues around the world right now are bullying the MLB in terms of how they handled this uh we just saw UEFA I think or Champions League Champions League UEFA UEFA banned Manchester City two years it's soccer there's you know I can't keep track of that shit but Manchester City got banned for competing in the postseason for two or competing in the entire league for two years straight that's like taking the Astros and putting them in independent
1: ball for two years straight (laughs) like like (laughs) <laughs> that's, you know, that's the scale of punishment we have here and we're- can you imagine going up and seeing the Utica Unicorns be playing the Houston Astros on a Thursday night <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's what we're talking
0: about Like as, as unrealistic as that sounds that's what we're talking about but they're doing other leagues and here it's okay like, let's take five your billion dollar business granted it was a maximum fine still five million they're not going to touch the international signing money. Like, they they did the minimum for this after coming out and saying that it was going to be a harsh punishment, which was, again, it, it,
1: it, shit. Yeah. No, uh, I guess to the, the findings really haven't come out yet. I don't know all the findings on the investigation that they're doing right now. Um, Manfred did, not, did say that they knew about it for a few years and for some reason didn't bring it up. Yeah, I mean,
0: right? He's got priorities. He, you know, he's got a lot on his plate, right? To, to long story um, short,
1: we are an anti
0: manfred podcast. <laughs> uh, I did think his I, – I thought uh, his interview was rather um, poor, poorly handled. I think Correa's interview was poor. Yeah, disingenuine. I think Correa's interview was poor. Uh, Correa uh, – is a uh, a liar now among many things, um, a guy that can't stay healthy, a guy that was supposed to win an MVP that hasn't, even when he was getting the signs, and a liar.
1: So it's um, an interesting turn because you know, uh, coming up they were they were bad. I mean, the Astros were bad for a long time, and then once they were good, I could, I believe that they had a positive. They they were viewed very well by the baseball community for doing things the right way and everyone kinda of liked the personalities on the Astros. And it's yeah it's absolutely. it's interesting to watch them all turn heel in a very short amount of time.
0: Yeah, it's but it's probably the biggest one eighty. Um I would say the entire fan base of baseball as a whole has done on one organization in a long, long time. Yeah. But uh I think you probably you probably saw it in terms of individual players when it came to um uh, a guy like uh, Barry Bonds or it came to a guy like Mark McGuire where, you know, uh, people turned on them immediately, but we've never seen anybody turn on an entire team It's historic.
1: This is definitely historic. Be, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So it's it's definitely something that when we look at Rob Manfred's tenure by the time he's done, when we look at what he accomplished as a commissioner or the things that he went through, um, this is going to be his, you know, this is going to be his, the most notable thing. It'll, it'll it's, define... It's
1: It'll define his it's be. his you know, career in that. It, yeah.
0: In that it's, gonna it's gonna be Bud Selig. It's gonna be Bud Selig steroid. You know, dealing with PEDs and steroids. Yeah. That's 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 what this is for Rob Manfred, and he's frankly he's blowing it right now. Yep. Yeah, he is. So, um, personally, what would you? So, if you were in if you were in Manfred shoes, what would you do? I
1: don't know. I, I mean, I'm not the commissioner of baseball, so I don't need to know. So that's great. Sure. Um
0: I, I guess. Hold I, on. Let's go. let yes, no, yes. No. Would you punish players?
1: I don't know what I can do or what. I, what's what's my. I I'm in charge of Major League Baseball. What what should I have the power to do over a team like that? For that, I I'm not exactly sure what the jurisdiction is. It's like how how sure. people feel about the government and and how involved it should be with people. Like I feel like the MLB kind of has its own governmental role on its teams. So yeah punish
0: players what suspensions you think yeah um, trying to get you know, I think got, yeah i think i think uh all those guys at minimum you know if they were found to be using buzzers and this applies more to the top level talent guys like your l 2 bregman um those guys need to be i don't think that they should be a consideration for the hall of fame ever oh um, I, I you know yeah, I, I would take away the Hall of Fame. That's that's my that's my big. Uh, that would be my big punishment. Why? Because it, it, their careers, you know, these guys are going through the prime of their careers. We got Jose Altuve with MVPs. We have World Series titles that were all, it, frankly, they were
1: falsified. You know, they weren't. They weren't true. They were. See, but they were it's different from steroids because it, it when it came to steroids, they made a clear. You know obvious, what's coming. You know what's coming with juice baseballs. How is, that, how is that in the slightest bit fair? What? You, know, you don't – They knew like these guys. When it came to juicing, you understood that people juiced and it had a clear effect on how far they hit baseballs because they had small PPs and big muscles and the ball would fly <laughs> out, out of stadiums. It's, it's, it's what happened. But when it comes to something like this where we have no legitimate proof, really we have some confessions and some stuff on – like small examples on twitter but we don't know how often it was used or what they were even using we might have an idea on what they were using but we don't know when they used it or like it could have changed on a game basis based on like what they were what what they had access to so we don't know how much they did it
0: i guess you could say you could question quantity but isn't simple checking the box yes they did it enough because we're playing in an era with juice baseballs that are meant to be hit for home runs and we're, we're literally seeing guys that know what's coming in a game where you got guys throwing 90, 92 mile an hour sliders, like just breaking shit off one night after another. If you have a team that knows what's coming, that is a clear and distinct advantage, regardless of the quantity that they use it. Sure. Um, so yeah, I would, so I personally, I don't know if I'd suspend them. I think that they're going to go through plenty this year that's going to, uh, take place of a suspension. Um, but I would take away Hall of Fame. Uh, the the opportunity to go on the hall fame if if we're going to keep Pete Rose out which appears to be the case really um these guys these guys can't go in
1: i'm i'm going to say that shouldn't be a thing i think they should have a shot but i think they i think the the sports rares will definitely not vote for them because of that they'll be a clear disadvantage because of what they did in their career so
0: i, I and again, we're going to have, we're going to have our own opinions, but you know, I just don't see how, um, you can leave a guy like Pete Rose out and it's not relative, uh, but you can't leave a guy like Pete Rose out and then just be okay with these guys
1: going in. True. Do you think that, you know, do you think so, that Bregman was, right, was Bregman the face of baseball at one point in time? Say that one more time. Do you think Bregman was the face of baseball at one point in time? Bregman has a face of baseball.
0: So I will say that I just received a, uh, East Bay catalog with, with Bregman in it in the big page with him, both sides it says path to greatness. And I'm, uh, <laughs> a little, little hesitant to believe, believe that, uh, cause it mentioned nothing about trash cans, nothing about, uh, code breaker, nothing, nothing in there. Um, <laughs> but as far as face of baseball, he's a guy that could have been a guy that was going to go on MLB the show. Uh, maybe on the cover or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, no, he, I don't see that anymore. I think that he, he probably changed his name. For, for, for,
1: he for... was slowly becoming the face of baseball. We we know that that's not going to be Trout ever. because yeah. Trout hates people, I guess. It's Trout. But Bregman has the – he had the ability, of, apparently. I don't know if he does without trash cans or not. And he was a likable guy and well-spoken, outspoken in the baseball community. He made a big impact in the community. And he was slowly turning out to be the face of baseball, and now he just went from—I don't know—wrestling, but what was a famous heel turn in wrestling?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. So I, I don't—I don't see.
1: What's your what's your background on on WWE knowledge? My
0: WWE knowledge, yeah, it's it's little to none.
1: <laughs> I guess I don't have a comparison. Oh. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's become <laughs> a villain. He's oh, Batman. How, how about he's Batman? Okay.
0: All right. Fair, fair. You either die here or live, live long enough to see yourself become a
1: villain. Sure. can I'll go with that. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, all
0: right. So let's, let's move on. We covered that, you know, beat a dead horse there. Uh, free agents. You have to be signed. I got four, I got four names for you that I found interesting when I was going through some research. Uh, the big one left out there right now is uh, Yasiel Puig. Signed by the Tigers. Okay, this guy signed by the Tigers. I kind of agree. Just on a one-year, maybe, let's say, five to $8 million. Um, cheap deadline deal. Uh, maybe get a prospect or two that will never see the big leagues in return. Yep. Um, something like that. Uh, next one on the list, Russell Rus- Martin.
1: Russell Martin's on this list. Why is Russell Martin on this list, Dane?
0: Because he is a like Russell is what, Okay, what, so Russell Martin career. Hold on.
1: What's Russell he doing Martin. right now, Bane?
0: He was, uh, let's see. Russell Martin career is a 38 war.
1: So he's up there. I don't give a shit about his career. Tell me what he's doing right now and why he needs to be re-signed.
0: Because he's a viable backup catcher option. He's a wow. viable backup for a team struggling to find that second option. He could be a guy that goes in, and he's not in the same situation, but he's a guy that can go into a team and with adequate amount of rest, have a year like, uh, like James McCann did, where maybe he puts up a decent average and he can, you know, he can be that backstop for you. You know, we for, you know, we forget that he's a guy that signed for, you know, he had like a 66 million dollar deal back in the mm-hmm. day. Um he has an been he's done so an like... MVP voting multiple times. He's a he's a two-time,
1: three-time All Star four-time all-star let's let's not be liars all-star. on this show four time. Four
0: time. let's four let's establish
1: a long all-star. track record of of truth telling let's not be liars so, on this podcast
0: yeah let's let's not do that um so uh, you know i think he's a guy i think he's a guy that uh that that could absolutely help out a club you know it, within the locker room as a backup catcher option is he going to go catch 100 you know 140 games for you absolutely not but you know, if you stick him back there for sixty to eighty, I think that that's a guy that could absolutely help an organization.
1: He's about as useful as uh, like a Brian Payne.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where his knowledge, his knowledge, and his locker room presence is probably going to be worth more than what he puts on the field.
1: Um, All right, give me, uh, I'll doing. give you, I'll give you an AL team and an NL team. You should sign with
0: AL team he's, and NL team. You should sign with.
1: He's going to sign with. Oh, he should. He should sign with either the Cubs or the Angels. How about that? So
0: why why the Cubs? Because the Cubs have um Victor Caratini and the Cubs have Wilson Contreras and um shit. We have a third catcher too. So I'm not thinking of
1: oh oh big cubs uh, guy, aren't you? Big cubs guy. Yeah, right? well, I mean.
0: Uh we have
1: Hmm. I thought it was just Contreras. I know the other guy was in will be ready. Let's see.
0: Active roster. Uh Miguel Amaya, too, who's brand new. He's born in 99, so he's younger than me. Wonderful. Um, who's a top, who's a top prospect in our system. So you have, you have, a, you know, you have one of the better catchers in the game. You have an up and coming guy like Caratini, um, who's going into his age 26 season, 20 or 27, excuse me. Um, uh, and then you have, you know, another up and coming guy who's even younger in Miguel Amaya, who is turning 21 in March. So I, I don't see a need for him on the Cubs personally. Um, but especially since the the manager is David Ross, too, you know, that's that's that locker room presence you're looking for in that old uh catcher. All
1: right. How about, uh, how about the Angels?
0: Say that, say that again.
1: How about the Angels? The Angels? Yeah. So
0: I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind the Angels at all.
1: Um, starting catch right now, I believe, is what Jason Castro?
0: Uh, Starting catching up for the Angels. I remember Luke Croy was there until he got hurt. Um, nope, no, longer, no longer. Luke roy has gone now. He was with the Cubs last year. Uh, you have Jason, Ka- Jason Castro and Max Stassi. And Max Stassi was with the Astros, but he's not getting the signs anymore, so he might not be good. Um, and then some other guy named Anthony Bamboom. So he can <laughs> – <laughs> he's going to go out there and put a jersey on here and there. Um so, yeah, I could see the Angels as a fit. I think that that's a guy, you know, uh, if you're looking for locker room presence, I mean, you're going to double that with Jason Castro. You know, he's a guy that's been there, done that. Um, but um, as far as uh, NL, I, I don't see Cubs. I could see Angels for AL, though. Um,
1: uh, but are realistically, are the Angels going to sign anyone else? Probably not. Um, they they do just enough to be okay a lot of the time.
0: I, I don't think, you know, if, if the Dodgers wanted to move in a different direction, you know, maybe move Austin Barnes and maybe reload that system a little bit. I don't think that that would be a bad spot for maybe. You think you know, the
1: Dodgers are going to resign him?
0: I, I think that it could be an option. No, I don't. Um, so, let's see, who else? Uh, I got Colin McHugh on this list. One of the better curveballs in baseball.
1: Yeah, he fucks his finger up trying to throw it.
0: Um, I think he's going to provide, you know, a, a team that might be interested in him now with what's come out recently, Cleveland Indians. If they're looking for somebody that's going to eat up innings, at least until Clevenger gets back. Who, who knows? That's, so on,
1: long uh, that's on the Reds. Have the Reds uh, dispensed all their money that they have left in the piggy bank? Yeah, I think that... Dude,
0: so much money this offseason, which I love because I want to see them. I want to see them compete again. Um, no, I think
1: it's hilarious that they make a lot of good signings, but they never seem to do anything during the year. Like all the good yeah, players sure. that go there, they they don't produce at all, and I think that's hilarious. But also kind of yeah, sad at the same time.
0: I mean, you're looking at so that the back of that res rotation is going to have guys like uh, Wade Miley is there this year, Anthony DiGiuliani, service. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Um, yeah, I think McHugh could fit into the back end of that rotation. He might be more of a long reliever there. Uh, sure. Maybe he backs up he backs up Amir Garrett when Amir Garrett decides to fight the as, as a whole.
1: That's something that um, they need.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I completely agree. So I think that that could be a, a decent fit there. Um, he could he could end up on a team that's that's going to struggle. He could go bridge the gap for a team like the Marlins this year, um, and and kind of see where that kind of takes him. Um, I, I can see that happening as well. But a lot you know, obviously uh maybe even a cheap option for the Angels too. That we, we just brought them up. I I don't like that. I, I don't mind that fit at all either.
1: Hmm. All right,
0: all right. So, so uh looking at this list, I'm gonna pull the last name off because you're just gonna get mad at me when you read it.
1: Um, yeah, I was about to say something, but I don't want to get too mad because we have young angels sure. listening.
0: Sure, sure. Um Let's go you might, over. You might as
1: well be putting Curtis Granderson up on that list if you're going to throw him in there.
0: R.I.P. Man, what a great career! What a, what a class act! He's going to find his way to the Tigers' booth so fast if he doesn't get recruited by national networks. Yeah. Hmm. So it, it, he's not going to fight the co-host. So I mean, he should be fine with the Tigers.
1: Yeah, um, that is something that they're looking for. I believe that is in the job description.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, lack of. Lack of starting fistfights would be a would be a good good place to start. Um, I, would, I would hope so, yes. So let's go over uh, as we work our way through this podcast, inaugural uh, inaugural podcast. Gibson um,
1: can't start fistfights, right? He's got Parkinson's. <laughs>
0: Come on, man! <laughs> tell you what, his hands never stop moving. Um,
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> He stays uh, in the pocket. Well, he he's got a nasty jab because <laughs> his hands already stop moving. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, we got to move on that that was rather messed up with us. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go over uh, trades. You know, a trade that you'd like to see for this upcoming year, or even one that would happen this past off season that you kind of want to recap. So you, that is up to you.
1: That is up to me. All right. Well, unless you want me to start,
0: unless you want me to start. About,
1: since you since you have so much Cubs knowledge, how about you tell me your uh, your insight on Bryant's dealings? Is so he gonna get dealt?
0: So that's that's kind of something I kind of want to stay stay out of. I would be interested to see the package <laughs> uh, that we put together to uh, acquire Arenado. If what, it's if, you, what
1: if, if you yourself are Aronado. in the package?
0: I'm yeah <laughs> That'd be hard that'd be hard because nobody knows who the hell I am yet. Uh
1: deal Bryant and player to be named later <laughs> to, to the Detroit Tigers.
0: <laughs> please no. Um uh you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of keeping Chris Bryant because I think that he's gonna be a guy that has a bounce back year.
1: Um Max, can I can I ask you something?
0: Yeah, you can ask me anything, buddy.
1: If uh if you get traded for cash considerations, what What amount is not offensive?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, right now I'm worth about a bucket of balls. So, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, give me a number. Yeah.
0: I mean,
1: what number are you going to be offended at? (laughs) Offended? Um, A, A new washing machine? What's the price of a new washing machine? I would say I would say anything under ten grand would be like, wow, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, some teams look, you know, they look at their needs and they establish that they need a you know, a washing machine. So, um they go out and they make the deal. Uh so so yeah, that that'll answer my question. Anything anything under ten grand, how's that? As a valuation of my physical appearance or you know, presence. And- well-being.
1: You're going to arbitration. You're you're signing for ten ten thousand. No. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all
0: right, we got we got to move on because this is you know sure you know, sure okay. Um, one trade that happened recently that I'm very very interested in. Uh, Tampa Bay sent Emilio Pagán to San Diego. And those who don't who for those who do not know Emilio Pagán, this guy was the closer for the raids last year. He pitched several times. He was, uh, he pitched several times in the AL ALDS against that Astros team where they actually almost won, um, as a reliever, put up a two and a half, four, uh, two, three, one ERA in 66 games had 96 strikeouts in a, in a, uh, in a whip under 0.9. Um, very, very impressive stuff. He's going to be a guy that lives in that high nineties, good breaking ball. Um, just, just overall a good arm that you want to have in your bullpen that's going to be paired now with Drew Pomerantz and Kirby Yates. And Kirby Yates is arguably the best closer in baseball right now. Um, but I, I'm really interested to see how that bullpen works for San Diego, especially trying to chase down the Dodgers. Um, and while that probably still won't be a close fight, uh, I, I am very interested to see how that bullpen plays. Provided that the Padres find their way into maybe a wild card situation, maybe in uh, you know a DS situation, um, I like that bullpen a lot.
1: You think the Padres will be in the new Astros?
0: Padres, is, been, Padres, the new Astros?
1: Team that's been bad for a long time and becomes world champs.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: I that's, just don't have a lot it. of faith in the Dodgers organization. They've made some good moves, but historically, they make some pretty awful moves. So, so, uh,
0: also going when, to, also I'm going to the Padres. Lie.
1: When you, when you listed Pagan here, I thought you meant, uh, on help Pagan. And I was like, I don't think.
0: He oh, RIP. <laughs> RIP. <What> a <laughs> He destroyed, he, I remember him destroying the Tigers back in that world series where, you know, the Tigers just failed to win one game. Yeah. yeah he um, did. let's see. The, uh, uh, next one, one that I want to see this summer, or one that you probably want to see this summer too, as a Tigers fan. Talk about um, the possibility of Matt Boyd getting dealt.
1: That's fine. Yeah, I think we want him dealt. He's he's too good to be there now, and he's too he's not good enough to be there for the long haul because the Tigers aren't going to be good for what another five, four or five years. If so he's not going to be good. Good for four or five years. He they they should trade him now. His only worth right now is to put asses in seats. So I mean he, if he does well for himself first half here, you he definitely have to deal with puts he
0: puts, puts asses in seats by the tens of people, man. By by the
1: tens. I, I'd go watch my Boy pitch <laughs> 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 So, I go see him on the mound hucking 89. That's something. So really again, enjoy. he's probably going
0: to get dealt for a couple guys that'll never see never see big league time. Um
1: see, so, you, don't have to you say know, it like that, man. You can just say dealt for prospects. You don't have to say they're going be, to be
0: they're going to be dealt for guys that uh, that play minor league baseball.
1: <laughs> I can't deny that. That is nothing
0: but facts. God, I hope they play minor league baseball. Um Tigers dealt the Tigers dealt Verlander for a guy who quit. So, or maybe it was Justin Upton. They tell they dealt Justin Upton for a guy who quit. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's you never know what you're going to get back.
1: Uh-huh. So okay, when, uh, when they, they traded for uh, Simone, who yeah, the Evas at 55 You yeah. Eugenio yep. Suarez, then, uh, possibly the greatest the, third baseman in baseball right now.
0: Uh, I don't know if I would throw Eugenio Suarez near the greatest third baseman, especially when you got a guy that we just talked about no more than 30 minutes ago in Anthony Rendon.
1: Top Um, five. Top five.
0: I'll give you top ten.
1: Top five.
0: I'm taking Matt Chapman. I'm taking Anthony Rendon. I'm taking Josh Donaldson. Uh, Let's see. Who else am I taking? I'm taking Bregman, trash can or not. Um, Arenado. And I'm taking Arenado. I'm taking Chris Bryant. I, I, I gotta list uh, I got Chris uh, Bryant. I gotta list Chris the guys I have. I'll take Manny Machado over at third.
1: Give me uh, Justin uh, Turner.
0: Give me Justin Turner.
1: Machado, Machado doesn't even play at third. You can't put him there. Give me. Give me Justin Turner. Justin Turner. Yep. Uh, no, I'm. We're going past that. No, we're not. We're not talking about that. So, all
0: right, let's turn our attention to 2020. Spring training is getting started it, isn't here. That what
1: we've been we doing? got,
0: we got, <laughs> we got, uh, we got some predictions coming up. Spring training starting six days from now, or spring training games starting six days from now. All teams have reported, position players and pitchers. Um, let's go over who you think might be uh, a sleeper team to watch, A sleeper team to watch this year. Just give me one.
1: Um, I mean, we're going to go ahead and say the Twins are no longer a sleeper team. That's that's not a thing anymore. They're well-known. They're a force to be reckoned with, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a 100-win ball club that we're considering even uh, talking about for sleeper teams. So, um, yeah, but no they're, matter still how, oh. they're still
1: underrated. They're sure. still underrated for what
0: they are. Well, that's because they were brutally soft last year in the ALCS. Let's not lie to ourselves.
1: Yeah, That's also true. Uh, can I say the Pirates? Are the Pirates a viable option here?
0: I mean, if you're going for the over-under <laughs> 68.5 <a> wins. <laughs>
1: Um, a team over, under over under
0: over uh, under. They're underrated. They're projected to win about like sixty-eight games. They might tweak out seventy. Mm.
1: Underrated right. sleeper, sleeper, S- sleeper. T- wait, wait. What was the question? Sleeper team. The
0: Pirates will Ooh, be doing do- a lot of do- sleeping in the offseason.
1: <laughs> what constitutes as a sleeper team? Because I would pick the Rays, but they're I think that's a, a fair mark- pick. There's there's a market team that makes the postseason every year. So I guess yeah, fair. that's fair. I fair uh, I would we're gonna consider play, them a sleeper team. I'm gonna say they're gonna they're gonna have the same finish this year as they did last year, but is that really a sleeper team? No, I, uh, the, I mean. And the this the the White Sox are already loaded, so they're also not a sleeper team because people are already expecting them to win the World Series. Uh, not really not really but kind of.
0: I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow the race. Um, I think, I think a sleeper team to watch this year. Um, personally, uh, I like the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Phillies are a good team to watch this year. Uh, if you wanted to say AL sleeper team, I think it's the next team in line out in the AL West. I think it's your, uh, fighting Oakland A's. I think, I think that that's a team that's going to do some damage this year. I like, uh, Jesus Lizard on the mound. Um, the laser. Yeah. Um, I, he's he's unreal, man. Um, I, I like that team a lot this year. Uh, but I, you know, I'm excited to see what the Phillies can do. I think that last year they got hurt a little bit by an unhealthy bullpen. Um, you know, they're still paying of 25 million a year, so that's obviously not, you know, great for him. Um, he's gonna
1: feed some kids. He's gonna. He's yeah. gonna raise a family.
0: <laughs> he might raise a couple. Um. So you know, I'm excited to see that team. I'm excited to see them bounce back a little bit. Hopefully, Harper puts up. Numbers that uh, you know that that are worthy of of what he's getting paid. Um, you know, hopefully that rotation comes around a little bit. They really struggled to find a four and five option last year. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully Aaron Nola maybe bounces back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that that team can compete. Um, you know, uh, Cincinnati Reds and White Sox are going to be popular picks this year just because of the amount of money that they spent this offseason. Uh, but uh, to a, to a degree, I don't think that you can consider them uh, sleeper teams.
1: Okay, okay. I think I think the Phils are a great pick because last year they had the big signings and everyone thought they were going to win, you know, best team in the galaxy. And so they had a lot of pressure riding on them. And baseball is a game of luck to some degree, and, and they gave a pressure, and they just didn't live up to everything. And plus they're in the toughest division of baseball, so you can't really do a lot about that. And uh, now they're under the radar because they shit the bed. So why yep. not? Why why not flip the script and be the best team in baseball? I think they'll, they have a good chance to dominate that division this year.
0: Yep, I completely agree. Completely agree. I'm excited to see what a healthy McCutcheon can do for the year as well.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. That is interesting. <sighs>
0: Exciting okay. names to watch.
1: Exciting names to watch. What do you think?
0: Uh, Names that come to mind. I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Nate Pearson up with the (laughs) Toronto Blue Jays. Sure, Um, of course. uh, Gavin Lux, I think, is another one, too. He kind of burst onto the scene last year. Burst onto the scene last year with with the Dodgers. So, excited to see what he can do in his second year. Uh, Or, you know, if they manipulated his service time, then his first year. Probably a rookie of the year candidate. Um, uh, Let's see. I think... It, kind of going over back into the AL side, back onto the mound. Um, and this will be the last name I, I suggest before I hand it back to you. Uh, I'm going to go Michael Michael Uh You know, I think, he, you know, he kind of fell off a little bit when he, you know, just didn't play for a year. Um, hard to stay on the scene when you don't play. But he was, you sure. know, he was regarded kind of like that Strasburg, where you're talking about, hey, he's the next best pitcher in baseball. He is the next Michael Jordan. Um mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm really excited to see what he can do because he can help that rotation out a lot. You know, you're looking at a, uh, you know, a number, you know, number two or three with a rotation that already has Lucas Giolito in there. Um I, I'm excited to see what he can do.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, you listed a bunch of young guys. I did not go young guys. Well, I kind of went young guys. Um. I want to see Brendan McKay. He had a little bit of service time last year. He's the the, the race number two prospect right now. Throws the absolute shit out of the ball. Uh, he got a couple innings on the mound. Did okay, not awesome, but he's uh he's a two way guy that had some good success in the minor leagues. And I'm not sure if they're going to let him hit next year or not. I think he got a couple of ABs, but I want to see if he actually becomes a legitimate two-way player in the MLB. I think he's got a lot of upside. I completely agree. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree. Sure. Um, Other name, Trevor Bauer is a wild card who I'm a big fan of. I know he's not the most popular player. Dude, I
0: I love how he he has uh, been able to really speak his mind. I don't know what it's like to feel that level of job security. Um, he's but that like that it, it, he's absolutely put himself on the map for people to watch this year.
1: Uh, yeah, I would love to see him do well. I know he didn't have a great second half, but a good first half. So I don't know if the Reds have anything to do with that, or that great American being hitter friendly He's really messing with them. But
0: and and he's paired up with his drive line buddy now, and Kyle and Kyle Bowie. So, so I I think that yeah, I think that this could be a huge bounce back year for him. Uh, obviously, he struggled when he went over to Cincinnati. Uh, last year with an ERA kind of creeping over five, um, but uh, yeah, absolutely, he's definitely an exciting name to watch this year. I think that that's a hundred percent spot on. I respect the fuck out of that pick.
1: Hey, thanks, man. That's the only respect you've ever given. Yeah, you out.
0: got it. Yeah, you got it. Man. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Uh, rookie of the year. Give me, give me, uh, give me NL pitcher and hitter, or give me AL pitcher and hitter.
1: Uh, you go, Max. Give me give me a little bit of time here.
0: Okay. For my NL hitter, uh, I'm going to go a little bit of bias with nice. the organization I play for. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go Nico Horner. Nico Horner. Uh, you know, they, the Cubs just brought in uh, Jason Kipnis on a minor league deal, and I think that he's going to be there uh, for a little bit of time, but I think Horner's going to find his way uh, up into that everyday role as a second baseman or, you know, um, Perhaps playing shortstop on the day that Javi Baez requests a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he came, you know, he came up. He got a little bit of time. He got a, just over 20 games, um, hit 282 with, with the, uh, with the cubs and, uh, has a good amount of speed, although that doesn't, you know, necessarily play a ton in today's game. Um, has a really, really good approach at the plate. So I I, I would like, uh, that's my pick for NL rookie of the year. It's out there, but uh, that's my pick for NL rookie of the year. Uh, in terms of hitting, um, pitching, let's go, uh, a video I saw recently, um, give me Mackenzie Gore. Uh, you know, this guy has a little bit, he has a little bit of Kershaw on his delivery, maybe moves a little bit faster, uh, but it's funky. It's funky. And he's, you know, highly regarded, uh, number three pick in 2017, um, Minor league pipeline pitcher of the year with a 1.7 ERA in 2018 and a .83 whip. Uh, had, you know, that Steven Strasburg line, just over 10k for nine. Um, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be in that rotation with Chris Paddock. Um, and, and, and honestly, I think that he's going to be in a great position to succeed because all he has to do is get that game to the seventh inning and then it's fucking over. Fuck you. you got Conrad, you got Pagan, and you got Kirby Yates. So, I think Mackenzie Gore is a good pick. You know, if a pitcher is to win that NL Rookie of the Year, Mackenzie Gore is my pick.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say you stole my NL pick because that was – I, I told you to go AL. I know. I know. You you stole my NL pick. I'm just letting you know that right now. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Um, a couple of different options. I, I'm i going to say it's definitely going to go to a pitcher in the AL. And so, give okay. me give me Nate Pearson for AL Rookie of the Year. Dude, he throws the shit out of He the ball. does. Holy he, cow. He knows how to throw baseballs. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. It was uh it was between Pearson or Lux for me. The guy I wanna see it go to is Rushman if he gets service time. But I know he's probably yeah. gonna falter a little bit. I mean that's a lot of pressure to put yeah. on.
0: I don't know if the Orioles are even gonna bring him up yet because they're not in a window to compete for another couple of years anyway. Sure. So they might wait until next year. Yeah. But I will, say for Pearson, I will say for Pearson, last year, uh, opponent average of 176 in the minor leagues and 119 Ks and 101 innings with a 2-3 ERA, that uh, that absolutely plays, especially at the AAA level when you're seeing a lot of big league hitters, or at least in big league approaches.
1: Hmm. All right, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, let's move to Cy Young Award winners. Give me Cy Young. A- you want AL or NO? Give me both.
0: All right, give me your. You got to go first this time. Okay,
1: you're first, all right. Um, this has been my pick the last three years because I have all the faith in the world in this guy, and it's really not panning out for me the way I thought it would. I think <laughs> I think Aaron Nola is about to have a Cy Young type season. Um, I I watch him throw, and he's got some electric stuff on some occasions. It's just the consistency that needs work. He's the the way his shit moves is just so electric, and, and no one can touch him when he's on. So give me uh yeah give me Aaron Noah for for your NL Cy Young.
0: And I like it I like his numbers with a healthy bullpen too. I think that's gonna help alleviate some of the pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh he's not gonna be a guy that's gonna be relied upon to get every out of every game. Mm-hmm. Um so with a healthy bullpen I think that that's gonna help him immensely. So I can see that.
1: Absolutely. Um AL, there's so many different candidates. Uh, is it wrong to take Verlander again? Oh, no, no, no. Give me, give me Garrett Cole. It's going to be Garrett Cole's year. He's he's going to have all the tools. Yeah. He's going to have all the knowledge in the world that the uh, the Yankees organization and the writers love Garrett Cole. And so they're going to give him yep. votes even if he's not the best. But, yeah, give me Garrett Cole.
0: I like that. I like the Garrett Cole pick. I personally think he probably deserved it in 19 as well. Uh, you know, you could have probably given it to both guys. But if you had to pick one, I, I personally thought it went to uh,
1: no. Garrett Cole. No. Problem. Um but yeah,
0: it, it could absolutely be his year.
1: No, it was a, it was brilliant. So, last year. All that right. Was... Let's
0: go. Um all right. My NL pick. This guy first onto the scene last year. And I'm excited to see what he can do in in the uh in twenty twenty. Let's see if he can repeat it. Um I'm gonna go Mike Soroka. Oof. You think Soroka this guy has, has the
1: longevity? You think he's consistent enough to do that for two years?
0: Yep. I think that he's a guy that's going to be, you know, he moves relatively easily. Um, you know, it came down for me. It came down to Mike Soroka and Jack Clarity. Uh, and I think that both of them are very, very good picks. Obviously, you can't ignore a guy like Jake DeGrom. Uh, but for content purposes, give me Mike Soroka. He's got an unbelievable sinker. Uh, he pitches very, very well in road ballparks. Uh, which is why we saw him start uh, game three of the NLCS last year. Um, I think that his his stuff is going to play unbelievably well over the course of 162. Uh, and that Braves team is going to be that, – that Braves team is in position to win this year. Um, and, again, that, that bullpen is outstanding. But you're, so
1: you're talking about the best, Taroka... the best division in baseball. Are they going to win the best division in baseball? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair.
0: So give me, give me Soroka for the NL. And then, uh, for the AL, my pick got stolen, uh, to injury here a couple days ago. I'm going to go with Mike Clevenger. And if he's, and if he's healthy he's, by he, opening day, still game. If he's healthy by opening day, I'm still going to go with Mike Clevenger. Um, okay. my pick for AL Cy Young to go okay. away from Garrett Cole, same division, just a little bit south. Um, for I'm sure. gonna go Charlie Morton. Oh. Charlie Morton. That's this guy. Pick. This guy has been. What do you mean? that's a boring pick. He's a that, boring pig. This guy has been, you, ever wa-
1: you ever watched a full Charlie Morton game? Yeah,
0: he's disgusting. He's 38 and he throws baseballs at 100 miles an hour.
1: Charlie Morton's the most boring character. He's got no personality. I can't. Charlie Morton gets, went. Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton in 195 innings
0: last year struck out 240 guys.
1: I know. And he went 15
0: so, and six with a three Oh five ERA.
1: So, he looks so career throws though.
0: Oh, I, you could say the same for Brendan McKay though. <laughs> right. So That's he posted answer. a career best. He posted a career best whip last year and a career best strikeout for nine. And while age isn't necessarily on his side, he's been an all-star the last two years. Uh, he finished third in the Cy Young award voting last year. And he even collected himself some MVP votes, believe it or not. Um, so he's going to be I think he he's gonna have another breakout year in Tampa Bay. They love him down there. Not a huge stress environment because nobody ever shows up. Um I think I think that that's gonna be I I think that he's poised for another another big year coming off a of career high in innings as well.
1: Okay. All right, I got you there. MVP? Uh, MVP's uh, oh, the AL MVP is going to be given to Mike Trout and there. I will accept no other offers. Mike <laughs> Trout is the greatest player to ever play the game of baseball. But do you think it, you're going to tell your kids that Mike Trout, you watch Mike Trout play the greatest player in baseball history? Like he's hands yeah, down. Um,
0: that's yeah, absolutely. I think Mike Trout. Yeah, they, I, you have no be... obligations on this side. I'm going Mike Trout as well. I'm going to name the
1: AL MVP award, the Mike Trout award, after he retires. That's just how yeah, that works. Sure,
0: support. sure. Yeah, we can do that. We can We can puts that. Puts up
1: video game numbers and doesn't smile about it ever. Nope. I don't. He's good for the game of baseball, but he hasn't talked to people. So it's it hit or miss.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, completely agree. No obligations here. Or no, MLMVP, uh, no
1: obligations here. Sure, sure, sure. And MVP, give me Bryce Harper.
0: Oh, my is oh. he's is going to
1: have the bounce back. He's gonna have the bounce back here. He's gonna lead your fills, oh. the fills, sorry, your pick the fills, to uh to a deep postseason run. I can't guarantee a World Series, but he's yeah. going to be a spark, let me tell you. I there were a lot of good options. I could go Acuna. I can go I, I wanted to go Acuna, maybe Albies or Tatis was the guy I was really interested in picking, but he's just too young. I can't do that. And then, and, I, and not
0: to mention, not durable. Right. yet. not durable yet.
1: Also, I I left out uh, players to watch, and that was Catal Marte, because I really want to see an another year like that. I forgot to mention. Yeah, that.
0: yeah, I like that as well. Um, so AL MVP, obviously Mike Trout. Uh, NL MVP, I'm going to go right in the city of LA though. It's
1: just going to be gonna a go stretch.
0: No, nope. It's going to be Mr. Cody Bellinger. So uh, I think that he's, he's going to be ready for another great year. It's I'll, I'll tell you this. It's either going to be Cody Bellinger or Mookie Betts. Whoever hits behind the other Boy, one is going to win MVP.
1: That is quite a hot take from you, Max Bain. What's up? That is, that is the ultimate hot take from you. It's going to be either Bellinger or Mookie Betts, the two greatest it's players be in that, baseball.
0: Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> – you want, you want a
1: stretch pick? You want a stretch pick? Yeah, give me a stretch. I'll give you a stretch pick, and then one um, final,
0: one final NL Uh Let's see. Give me.
1: You start throwing around some names. Start throwing around some names. I'm. What? I'm. Uh... Yeah, oh, just just I start mean, going around some names. Tatis is a stretch for sure. Cattell is a stretch. Yeah, um, tell is a stretch. I don't think Acuna is a bad pick, but I also think that that's
0: that's. I got I got your name right here. Um, Freddie Freeman.
1: Okay, I like that one. I like that
0: See, one. A lot. So Freddie Freeman. Uh, obviously the the boring pick of Mookie and Cody was just not going to suffice. Um, so I'll go Freddie Freeman, who's been okay. nothing but king of consistency. And he is a guy that's going to be, he's going to be right entrenched in the middle of that lineup in the best team in the NL East. Uh, he's a guy that's put up a 37 career war coming off a year where he had a, you know, OPS over 900. Um, and his OPS adjusted was 136, which is way above league average. Uh, been an all star the last two years, uh, finished in the top eight for MVP voting in the last two years. Um, and he, he's a guy, he's a guy that has a career average of 293 and he's had, Three of the last four years, he's hit over 300. So
1: he's going to be pleasing to voters in several, several areas. So, yeah, about, I, I like
0: Freddie. I like Freddie Freeman.
1: Give me your thoughts on a Juan Soto pick, because Juan Soto is a guy that has proven to not slump. He just – he doesn't slump.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't mind that either. Um, I think that that lineup – that lineup's going to look a lot different without Anthony Rendon in it.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Less uh, interested to but, yeah. see – to, interested to see what he does.
1: But it's Juan Soto. He's gonna produce. There's it is no.
0: It is Juan Soto.
1: He, his WAR last year was four seven. As a guy yep. coming off a rookie year, that's just you. You don't do that. Yep. That's
0: yeah. I I definitely could see that happening. But I want to see I want to see him without Rendon in that lineup first.
1: Sure. That's a valid point. All right, Bang, Give me your World Series champ. Oh, uh, like, give me a. I gotta start up, actually. Give me I I gotta start this. Ooh.
0: Uh, well, I think your American League winners it's going to be the Yankees. I, I don't see anybody – I don't see anybody stopping that team. Unreal rotation with Severino, Cole, Tanaka. Like that. Uh, Jace Paxton. Um, uh, that's that's – I mean, you're just not – you're not taking very many games from that team. You
1: don't have um, like trash canless uh Astros?
0: No. Nope, I don't like the Astros this year. No, because not only did the – not only did the Yankees get Garrett Cole better – the Astros got Garrett Cole worse, um, so I think it's it's addition if, and subtraction there. Um, if the Astros the East,
1: had trash cans. What, are, what do you think about their odds?
0: You don't have to say that again.
1: If the Astros had trash cans, would you like their odds a little more?
0: Apologies to everybody. He's currently typing this out on my on my laptop. So, shout out Google Docs. No free ads. No free ads.
1: Give us free stuff.
0: Gotta keep going, dude. Um, oh,
1: oh, oh yeah.
0: Ast- Astros with trash cans. They also got trash cans worse. Yeah. Um, so the question was, if the Astros had trash cans, would you like them more? Uh, absolutely. Uh, any team that knows what's coming, especially in their home ballpark, despite the Nationals winning all four there last year in the World Series, absolutely. I like that team more. Um, anytime you can add a 20 now 27th man on the roster in your, in your dugout trash can, um, that's, that's, a that's valid, definitely a good addition.
1: That's a valid number of the dugout is the that's a that's dugout. a valid
0: that's a very, very valid question.
1: A good uh, a good clubhouse piece is that dugout trash can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You talk about clubhouse presence. Talk about intangibles. This guy's got The, can,
1: yeah, the trash can. Yep.
0: Guys so a lot you, of guys in the dugout.
1: Yankees against two?
0: Yankees, um,
1: sky in the dugout, you're the worst. <laughs>
0: Uh, give me Yankees against the um. Let's go Yankees against the. I want to say either I'll give you two teams because I don't think it's going to be the Dodgers. Um, oh. I think it's either gonna it's going to be Yankees Cardinals or it's going to be Yankees
1: Braves. What do the Cardinals possibly have in their in their system?
0: Cardinals have really really good pitching. I think I think that they have the pitching to get it done. Uh, you had a. Emerging with a guy like Giovanni Gallegos in that bullpen last year. Uh, you had Carlos Martinez at the back end and while he did struggle mm-hmm. at, in the postseason, he was pretty, pretty good during the regular season. Um, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of guys that have done a lot of good things there. I think you're going to see a better year from Paul Goldschmidt than you saw last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing they are missing from last year is Marcelo Zuna, um, uh, who got 18 mil out of nowhere to be with the Braves. Um, so I, I, I like both those teams. I think that, I think that they both have, Really good pitching. I think they have the bullpen pieces to do it. Um, and, and they both have lineups, top to bottom, that I think are kind of competent of getting to the World Series. Yeah,
1: the, the uh, Cardinals are a team that consistently surprised me with their success and also their lack of names. They, they seem to right? have right. I, I completely with, agree, yeah. No so that blows but my mind. You can look
0: to see a big year from Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson. Um, I think Adam Wainwright's coming back for another year. He's gonna he's gonna walk back into that clubhouse, maybe with Kane, sure. um, Gallegos, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Martinez. Um, yeah, I, I think that they have. I, I think they have the makings for another good year.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Uh, so, World Series winner is whom?
0: World Series winner is the New York Yankees. That's a boring pick, but that's who it's gonna be.
1: I, yeah, okay. I don't think I need to support that claim. Yeah, no. I I don't like <laughs> it. I, I don't like it, but I'll let you have that.
0: Yeah, thanks man. appreciate that. Um I left the Dodgers for my... you.
1: Thanks. The sad thing is I don't even have the Dodgers on my World Series. Uh I would love I I am a AL supporter of the Detroit Tigers, lifelong Tigers fan, as we've probably made it pretty apparent in this podcast. And then I recently picked up the Dodgers as my NL team because I think it's very important for you to pick both an AL and an NL team. And so I followed the Dodgers pretty closely the past few years, and they always seem to lose when they are the best team in baseball. If that makes me upset. Um, this yeah, and I- they have
0: they an have aging rotation, too. I think Kershaw and Price as your 2-3 is probably a little outdated.
1: Oh, come on. They're, they're going I, to yeah, I know. It's still going to be –
0: it's going to suffice. It's going to win that division for the Buc- – people, people were saying straight. Kershaw
1: was past his prime. They said he wasn't going to be the ace. And he – I mean, didn't have a better no. year than Bueller. But for the most part, he had a better year than Bueller, and all the he's other He's not guys getting that. younger, though. He's not getting younger, right? True, but he's, but he's learning how to – he's he's a pitcher. He's not a thrower. He doesn't have sure. the best stuff, but he knows what to do with it. Sure, I'll do not so that. That can't, be, that can't be undermined. He's going to be effective for longer than people think. Um, I'll give you that. Yeah, so uh, we're going Pirates and Tigers, and I think it's a tough one, but we got to go with the Pirates. Because <laughs> of, uh, um, I'd like to see the Reds there, but it's going to be the Phillies. Yeah, g- give me the Phillies. Um, They're going to end up playing the New York Yankees, and, you know, I'm going to be different than you, so I'm going to go Phil's. Give me, the, give me the Phillies, Phillies. and the Yankees. the Yankees.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, give
1: me the, give and me the, the Phillies. And the Phillies are your champion? They're, they're going to win it all this year.
0: Who's who's starting? Who's starting that game seven, provided that Aaron Nola has to pitch game six to get to game seven?
1: He'll, he'll throw game seven as well. <laughs> and, and he will win the Cy Young. And I'm not a Phillies fan, but I got a feeling that they're going to acquire uh, – Hunjung Yu at the trade deadline and they're gonna, gonna <laughs> <laughs> That's that's your World Series champions. Provided Zach
0: Wheeler stays healthy, that's probably not a bad option either. That's on that's on me for forgetting that he signed there, but Zach Wheeler, not a bad option either. Yeah. All right, all
1: right. So, and they could
0: be they could be in the services of a guy like Matt Boyd. They could acquire a guy like Mike Minor. Um Obviously, they missed out on Marcus Stroman.
1: Last They're year, not but. signing Mike Minor. Mike Miner is going to be my. my no, Mike Miner was one of the better pitches in the AL. By the, yeah. By the time
0: that the trade deadline hit.
1: Yeah, that was that was such a coincidence. There's no way that. Well, he, and then he didn't get dealt, and he's like, "Well, fuck this! I'm not going to the playoffs." So. Yeah.
0: No. He's here's not. my stamp. I'm going to mail it in.
1: Exactly. Mike Minor will be completely irrelevant for the rest of his career. They. The, do you Do you want to tell him that personally, or? Do you want to tell him that personally? Or? Uh, if he ever gets the hold of this podcast, it means we're doing something right, right? So I wouldn't mind. Yeah,
0: I, I mean... I mean
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, folks, you've uh, wasted another hour and a half of your life listening to... Uh, two the first episode. Yeah, the first episode of Tin Music. The high-hard one, as they say. And uh, we are you are Max and Thomas, and we've created a site called Nine Pocket Baseball. I highly encourage you go give it a look. It's in the, the uh, develop, developing process right now, but it offers some pretty great insight on what we see as, as locally highly acclaimed intelligent baseball, baseball minds on prospects coming up through the system and uh, our outlook on some of the players in the game today. So go give it a look at ninepocketbaseball.com
0: do you want to drop uh, social media handles or just say that you can find us on both Instagram and Twitter or, well, not you Instagram because you're behind,
1: but, uh, behind? how about, uh, doesn't need Instagram because that's just, for you me. guys can
0: find us both on, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we'll drop, uh, we'll drop handles in the description of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, give us a follow. Give us a follow. We'd uh we'd appreciate
1: it. Yep. Twitter Twitter for me is T Johnston234. And uh Nine Pocket Handle at Nine Pocket Baseball. We're good to follow.
0: Uh, I guess if we're gonna I, I guess if we're gonna do this here, my Twitter is at M Bane M B A I N underscore 38. All
1: right, give thanks, it a for, follow. Uh, thanks for wasting some thanks for wasting some time with us today. All right. Smiley. We'll be back again.